Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk 20s. Gentlemen, I think we are in episode 14 now. Crazy. Woo! Woo. Chugging along through these. We I think we it. actually got the the cams working today, so they'll actually see our faces, hopefully. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the last two episodes with the addition of Connor and GT as co-hosts. Everyone's liking the content so far, so we'll just keep on going. For today's topic, we're talking about moving on, how to move on from different and difficult situations in your life, what tips and strategies we kind of have adopted or learned the hard way, and all kinds of good stuff revolving around that. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Connor, you want to, you actually had a really good question that's kind of starts off broad. So you want to take it away from there? Sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's, I'm excited to talk about this because it's, I mean, for me, it's relevant in my life right now. I mean, I know just talking to you guys about some of the stuff y'all been through, we've all had at least one or two or however many specific life situations we've had to move on from. So my first that I thought of when I was just moving on, like, what does that look like? It's kind of like, how have you guys specifically learned to move on from difficult situations in your life? So maybe it'd be cool to talk about as comfortable as we are, sharing some of the situations in as much detail as we want, and then maybe any tips and strategies we can offer each other or our listeners that we use to get through those situations. Glenn Tatum Fletcher, do you want to start? Go for it. I think everyone has gone through their different struggles and it's hard to move on, especially if something is sentimental, you were involved a lot, you were affected, maybe positively or negatively, maybe it's time for it to be gone or let it go. It's tough to go about that. Me personally. And not even just me, breakups in general, relationships, whether it be boy and girl, air boy, whatever, you know, girl, girl, it really doesn't matter. It's if you've invested a lot of time into someone, I think it's really tough to separate yourself from that because you could have invested so much emotion, time and effort. And people think, oh, man, I invested all this, like, I can't let it go because I did so much and put so much into this relationship. But understanding that maybe you're not wasting it, but all of that was you learning for the next one who could be the one. So me personally, I had a six-month relationship. I poured everything into it. I thought that was my person. Little did I know. Absolutely not. No, it's not my person. So, Happens. And yeah, and now I'm in a relationship with the most beautiful girl in the world. I love her. It's my baby. And I think I learned a lot from my past relationship with that. So just learning just better ways to go about things and treat women like a woman, not a girl. But even then, just just be a better man overall. So, but I go into other situations, but I'm gonna let y'all get that. To talk about difficult situations that don't revolve around a relationship. For me, I've experienced one or two of those. So I think everyone has to a certain degree, but to, to move on, you kind of touched on it. For me personally, I kind of, take it as a learning experience instead of saying it's something traumatic that happened to me. I take something that, you know, obviously wasn't necessarily positive and trying to find ways of what I learned from that, almost making it like a lesson. And if it happened to me again, how would I handle it differently? What did I learn from it? If something like this happened to a close friend of mine or a family member of mine, what advice would I give to them in order to maybe make the process easier in order to move on or to move past something that happened? So to take something that was difficult and trying to find positives in it about your personal growth after the experience and realizing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So if you're currently going through something, realize that 
there was definitely something in the past that you thought that you weren't going to make it through. And guess what you did? And you're still here. So take that kind of mindset and be patient and realize that, you know, things don't happen overnight. You know, healing process does not happen overnight. But to fully move on from something, you kind of have to accept that it happened. Try to take positives or find things that you could improve upon yourself after that experience and use that for your day to day, you know? To piggyback off that, because as Tanner was talking and how he said <laughs> you need to kind of mentally, it's a mindset. For me personally, I think a lot of things to move on is you have to be strong up here and to know that, yeah, right now might not be the greenest grass, might not be the best, might not be utopia, but you need to be mentally strong and know that it's going to get better, but you have to know that you have to recognize it and accept that it's going to get better and then you put forward it's all a mindset it starts up here this controls everything yeah connor what yeah. do you have to add to your own question man what do you have to say about it i mean you guys touched on a lot of it I, it's all about mindset it's also about just learning how to be strong consistently because as they say time heals the greatest of wounds or some version of that quote of course, you know, you're, whenever you go through something traumatic, whether it's super traumatic or, you know, it's like a loss of a loved one, for example, it's, it's like a lot of the times, at least in my experience, people want to, they reflect on it, not always, but they reflect on it really quick. And then they try to move on from it quickly as well. And it's, there's, there's no playbook. There's no guide on how you're supposed to handle this stuff. Like there's, there's no right or wrong way to handle it at the end of the day, unless it's hurting somebody, obviously, intentionally. There's really not a wrong way to handle it. There's there's a lot of support that you're going to need from your friends and family, primarily. Definitely don't isolate yourself and try to have a strong, positive mindset. Absolutely not. Whenever you're going through something tough, it, it feels like people... And I'm saying this because this is with me and this is with other people who, you know, I'm going through a breakup right now. I'm, I feel like on the, the up and out of it, you know, I'm feeling much better about it. But for a while, I, I thought I had to deal with it all on my own. And I was living in D.C. and I was up there by myself and I kept asking myself, why can't I handle this better? And I just I just couldn't. I just couldn't. It doesn't mean I'm weak or anything. It doesn't mean that I'm not like capable of handling it. Cause I did, yeah. like Tanner said, I, I made it past it. You know, I just did it because I had to, but I feel so much better being at home, being surrounded by my friends, my family, people who love and care about me. And it's like, that's probably the biggest piece of advice that I would give is don't self isolate. Don't think yeah. that you are going to deal with it on your own because it's, it's overrated. <laughs> to be considered strong and deal with it on your own. Nobody gets through any tough situation in life by themselves, in my opinion. They they might not talk about some of the people that help them, but there is always somebody there to support them. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say more, but GT, I want to hear what you have to say about that. It sounded like your brain sparked <laughs> when I said that. Yeah, it's, I think it's who you surround yourself. Like you were saying, don't ever isolate because that's where if you think you might be at a point where, oh, this is it, like all that, I encourage everybody from personal stuff, I've been there, con please contact someone you love, someone you can trust, please. Because that mental damage that you, and that pressure that you're putting onto you is doing mental damage. And not just that, it's it affects your daily life. It affects your mindset, your personality, your sense of humor whatever you want to go about it, please. I, I can't stress this enough from someone who almost took, took himself away. Please, God, don't do it. Yeah. Please have somebody like best friends. Tanner is my absolute, like Tanner's my best friend in this world. Like I always, him or my, my girlfriend, my parents, my family, but Tanner knows firsthand, I've called Tanner on multiple occasions. Just, and and that's one of those where between me and Tanner, we have this thing, hey, 
if we call, sometimes we'll tell each other, hey, like, can I just vent to you? Can I do this? Like, what's your opinion? Especially in our 20s, we have to move on from a lot. Graduating college, potentially yep. a kid, a mistake yep. that could have cost you a big time job opportunity, whatever it may be. But even that, have someone that you can call immediately, yep. maybe vent, ask for different opinions. Yep. Because going about life by yourself is not true. Because if you ask for help, I promise you someone's going to come around in your life. And I've been very blessed to have people. And Tanner will attest, I've probably called him countless times about, hey, this happened. Can I just tell you this? Let me get it off my chest. Can I ask you for help? Like, what would you think? So that way I'm not thinking all these different things. I'm like, I got to figure all this out. Exactly like you said, don't self-isolate. Because as soon as you self-isolate, you only have so much space up here. Yeah. If you start feeling more and more and more, it's just going to leak out. And then eventually in your head, what you're thinking about. And then you're going to pick something that you haven't even really thought through the most. No, exactly. And it's not even if you feel like you don't have somebody that you're close with, for example, there are so many communities of people online and and free help websites that you can talk to. And also these I, I. recently have had to call like a crisis hotline when I was up there by myself. I had a couple of scary nights and I remember talking to somebody, it was, I had an employee assistance program. And so you had this hotline you could call if you felt like you were in danger. Person, I will never, I don't remember her name and I wish I did, but she talked me down from a pretty dark place. And this was a complete stranger, mind you. And she gave me more care in the world than some people who or my friends, quote unquote, you know, I mean, this is like back then when I didn't know who my real friends were, but like this person just showed so much love and care to me. So it's not, there is always somebody out there that can, that can hear your pain and your struggles if you're in a difficult situation. And my biggest advice is surround yourself in some kind of way with support. That is, that is the number one thing that you can do. If, even if it, especially like losing a loved one, for example. And when you're going through something super traumatic too, like, at least for me, I was going to ask you guys, because I just thought of a question, like when, when you go through a really tough situation and you're trying to move on from it, do you feel like your brain kind of shuts down and you don't think about it? Or do you feel like you think about it so much that your head spins and like, you can't stop thinking about it? Like, I'm curious, like what y'all's brains have done with some of these things. Tanner, you want to go? Yeah, I guess for me, it depends on what exactly I'm experiencing. Yeah. Because I kind of have had, even with something as simple as moving, for some people is so traumatic. You know, you, you build all these relationships with your friends and you find a good sports team or other hobbies that you're involved in. And then you have to ditch all that and start all over. Especially when I was younger, I wasn't able to have a flip phone at the time. Those were like brand new. Well, so when I would move, I would not be able to talk to these people again. I wouldn't have their Instagram like I would now, right? But for some people, that experience is really traumatic. So for me, after doing something like that over and over again, I kind of more so am on the side of uh, shutting shutting it down. But when I do think about it, I think about it critically and I don't necessarily just think about what's going on and have like an anxiety attack or something. It's more so of kind of thinking about it deeply, kind of from like an outside perspective, of how, how am I going to attack this? How am I going to move past this? Because there's been a few times where I didn't think like that and it just lingered longer than I wanted it to. And then ever since I adopted the kind of idea of when I do want to think about this situation, this hardship that I'm trying to move on from, how am I going to go about improving myself to maybe move past this or put it behind me or whatever. I mean, that's kind of trained me to not think about it constantly, but when I do think about it, okay, relax. Yes, this is going on, but how are we going to move past this? Kind of come up with a solution or a game plan because that's personally helped me and my brain's wired a little differently from Mm -hmm. stuff like that, but that's how I personally go through it. Well, it's probably good to have structure, like in all the chaos in your brain, you know, like if you have some kind of structure, it's something to 
to hold on to, I imagine. And don't get me friends. wrong, there there is chaos up there. Don't don't oh, get yeah. it twisted. There always don't is get gonna it twisted. Be. Yeah, there always is gonna be. Yeah, GT, would you want to add to that? Me personally, I would. I used to shut down, and I hate going back onto this, but before I met Tanner, and Tanner knows this, a lot of people don't know. But if you listen to this podcast, I'm going to be very deep with this. In seventh grade, I didn't have a lot going. I wasn't moving on from things. I had girl drama, which stupid as all get out. So, like, middle school, girl drama. Yeah, right. But grades weren't good at sports. Everyone was getting, like, was passing me because everyone was growing. I did, I, it felt like nothing was going on. So it was tough, and I thought about it. And I, like you said earlier, I self-isolated. I let way too many things fill my head up and just not let it go. I was closing myself off into this small capsule. And if you keep, like, filling and filling a small capsule, small whole area eventually it's going to get full and it's going to start growing and it's going to want to burst out and be done and not handle it any, anymore and i got to that point where i was so close yeah. but then i just one night i don't know what it was i couldn't couldn't do it i tried but i couldn't do it and yeah i felt as if it was a sign and i just thought why i think closing yourself off limits you to the possibilities and what could happen yeah don't you don't want it to ever be in your life what could have and that sucks because yeah you can go either way with a whole lot of different decisions that's why life is crazy everyone's gonna have a different life like the podcast before i said there's what, close to 8 billion people now? Everyone's in different societies, communities, religions, race. It's And everyone has different factors. No one's ever going to have the same life. But just be able to be vulnerable. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Don't fit into a stereotype. Be you. Don't let anybody tell you how to live your life. And don't let other people's stuff affect you too much because at the end of the day, you make decisions up here, your mindset, your mentality, everything. It's all you. The only thing that happens is you let this accept what they say. But at the end of the day, you got to maybe twist that or just let that go. Honestly, sometimes I'm at the point now I'm, I'll, I'll go, huh? What'd you say? Mm-hmm. And I let it go. Like just stuff in I your brain. Listen to you. Yeah, too much. I, yeah. Yeah, going up in this. My, I don't need <laughs> any. Sometimes I don't need what you need or trying yep. to tell me. Yep. And sometimes I really don't give a fuck. I, I don't. Yeah. So I think, but the main point of this is be able to be vulnerable and don't self-isolate and be strong and just around that honestly yeah that's be that's vulnerable cool, to change and learn because well, life is so much fun when you can learn yeah i i mean i well i just want to say i'm glad you're here man glad you you chose the good decision to be here man we're happy to have you here and anybody who's listening if you've ever thought about that we're happy you're here too <laughs> like for real like because I, I, like I said, I had a rough night and I can, I was at that point, probably, what is it? October. I was at that point five or six months ago, second time it's happened in my life and I'm glad I didn't do it either. So it's, I had some good there for me, thankfully. Would have been once that boy. Love you both. Yeah. Question. Yeah. I, 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 I have a, I have another question. One of my questions I can tie it into, but yeah, it's funny. Cause I I'm bringing it up. I, I like this. I love this topic. It's like I said, it's so personal to me right now, especially I've tended the, the first like traumatic situation I can think of that I had to move on from was when my granddad passed in 2014. And I remember before he was 
passing, I remember I, I like I felt sad and I knew what was happening, but I felt like I should have been sadder. I felt like I should have cried more. I felt like I should have felt it more. And as I thought back about like on that now with what I'm going through, I, I realized like in the middle of it and immediately after I, you know, I was sad, but I almost felt like nothing. So I think my brain's my brain's tendency is to shut down and to not confront it. And I, I tend to go with like naturally how I feel and like I kind of just go off the cuff a lot of the times. So naturally, if I don't feel anything, I don't question it. But then when you're in that situation, I like I remember one day I like came back to my grandma's house, the house that I'm in now, which is where my granddad used to live and walk around and all the time. This this room that I'm in, this was his train room. He had like this like thousand dollar collection of trains that he would collect and he would go down there like a couple times a week here in this room and he would he would set up some stuff. He would buy more trains. He would set up this like amazing station that he wanted to collect. He was such a cool guy. And uh, I remember walking in here and I was like, oh, and I just burst, I broke down because he was gone, you know? And I realized that that's just what my brain does. And I think a lot of people do that, especially yeah. maybe people who are sensitive, for example, or maybe people who, at least for me, I, I tend to look out for other people whenever there's collective trauma, like in a family, so I don't look after myself enough. So I've had to learn that, like, I have to force myself to think about it, even if it sometimes doesn't feel like anything. And then I, and then of course I judge myself for not feeling anything. And then I'm like, no, I shouldn't judge myself. Like, this is just my brain's shut down. Like it does yeah. not want to deal with this because it's too traumatic to deal with. And so that's how, that's how my brain does it. And I found much more help recently, especially with my breakup with going to therapy. I've, I've started taking medication and confronting it. I literally have to write a letter to my ex-girlfriend to like confront some stuff. Yeah, I know that face. Yeah. Like it's going to be interesting, but I, I'm glad I'm going to do it because it's making me confront it. It's making me think about her more and gone through sad times and then happy times, you know? So it's like forcing yourself, at least for those who force themselves unintentionally and subconsciously not to think about it. You, you gotta like make yourself confront it, at least for yep. me. Well, that's um, how you move on. And exactly. And it's, it's, it's how you move on from any type of situation, even ones that maybe you didn't have control over, you did have control over. That's what I think I want to talk about next with situations. Sometimes every situation is different. So like one situation, for example, you had control over. So maybe, maybe you were in a job and you made a mistake and got fired, for example. And so that's really tough to move on from, right? Cause like you were doing good and then you made a mistake. So you had control over it. And then there's situations like a death where somebody gets in a car crash or something like that, and you had no control over it. And unfortunately they pass away. I kind of wanted to talk about the difference between like moving on between those two types of situations for you guys and how difficult it's been for maybe like one of those types of situations, what's been more difficult and like just kind of your, your thoughts about situations like that. Cause I think everybody's had situations that they've had to deal with that are not their fault and are their fault. And how do you move on from either one of those? For situations that you do have control over i don't <laughs> i'm different the way i handle things but to make it a more general sense for people in their 20s for situations that you do have control over and you have to move past it let's say you were fired from the job or something like that realizing that everything happens for a reason and i am a true believer of the butterfly effect you know this happened because xyz go down the line so in order to move past that situation that you did have control over realizing that you can think that you have control over everything or let's say the small fraction that we are actually able to control there's way too many variables in anything for you to have true absolute 100 percent control over it and to realize that once again everything happens for a reason and that you will never have full complete control over anything those are the two things that kind of helped me move on from that. But then once again, just realizing that it's not the end of the world. It may seem like your world's falling apart and this and that. But if something that you think about now that may not matter as a problem five or 10 years from now, and you're stressing about it right now in the moment, think of that. It may seem like a lot now, but in a few years down the line, you realize like, oh my God, that 
job that I was stressing about when I was flipping burgers at McDonald's. Look at me now. I have a corporate job for a good law firm or something. You know, it may seem like the end of the world in the moment, but everything happens for a reason. You don't have absolute control over everything, no matter how hard you try to. And if it doesn't matter in, let's say, three, five, ten years from now, just try to just let it go. And GT, what about you and the ones that you can't control? To go off quickly, because you basically covered all of what you have control Yeah. of just stuff you have control of. I think some things you tend to always have control of, but making the best out of all those different situations and what might be the right thing to you could be different to other people, mm-hmm. but make sure that you're going about it in a safe, smart, practical and effective and easy way to go into the things that you don't have control of. Like I said earlier, it says God gives his strongest warriors the most obstacles and the hardest obstacles. And by God, how can you not feel complimented after yeah i i get it no one wants to go through a lifetime worth of hurt and obstacles i totally agree with people and i'm not saying hey give it to me i freely admit that but to know that he's going to give you and it don't even matter in whatever your religion is however you think and stuff this isn't towards one group mm-hmm. to know that like you said, everything happens for a reason. Why are you stressing over the past? You cannot go into the past. This is not a movie or TV show where we can go through a portal, click our fingers, or whatever it may be. We we cannot do that, and I don't know if we ever will be. And I'm not about to argue that with any of these scientific people, because we're not going into that in this podcast. <laughs> but everything happened. It's done. I always tell people, it's done and gone. What are you worrying about? It It's done. Like, why are you letting that affect these next things that could happen? Because guess what? You're going to lose opportunities. You're going to lose. Those doors are going to be shut. Windows shut. I don't even care. Whatever. Whatever it may be. You're going to shut yourself out and isolate yourself because you couldn't move on and accept that is done. And if it if it affects you a little bit, so what? Yeah. It gives you a story to tell other people. You it gives you a chance to grow. Like what what's the problem? I've yeah. seen positives from it. Yeah, it might have sucked because you mentally thought it sucked. But you gotta have that mindset like both y'all said earlier. Learning lessons. Oh my god. Learning. Why not be a constant learner? Learning is fun. When you learn, you're more prepared for stuff, no matter what it may be. So why not be more prepared? Stay ready. You got to get ready. Connor, what about you? I mean, I think finding something that you can learn, even in the pain, I I like that message, GT, because it's like you don't really want to think about that, obviously, when you're going through a tough situation. Oh, I broke up. I broke up. Or somebody broke up with me. And like, what am I supposed to learn? Like about it myself wasn't now. Meant to be. That wasn't the right. Exactly. That absolutely could be it. I mean, there's always something like, oh, maybe I could work on this aspect of my personality next time. Like, I I kind of can talk about like one specific thing for each things that you have control over, things you have no control over, and then there was some thing that I wanted to talk about for both of them actually, like things that you have complete control over. I we've all made mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. And you have to accept that. First of all, that just is not, there's no way at, at any point in life. And I don't know if we've really covered this. It would be a fun episode to talk about making mistakes and be comfortable with that. Definitely. We not touched on it with the perfection like thing. It. I don't want to talk- be that vulnerable yet. Oh gosh. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys, we're going to start crying on that episode, but no, Are but like real tears out of some yeah. three men's faces and I, and right. men should cry more. Absolutely. 
Cry if you want to. Hug a pillow. Kiss it. I mean, do it. Just don't hug the pillow. Please continue. This guy is... Kiss the pillow. All right. All right. Before he says something else. Not me personally. I know. I know. I know. But some people, when they miss somebody, they turn to their... No. Okay. Anyway. So... Moving on. Uh, (laughs) No, so like things that you have complete control over. I I feel like a lot of the times people tend to blame themselves. Of course, when you are in a situation, we'll keep using the job for example. You get fired for a mistake that you made. You blame yourself, of of course, because everybody tells you it's a mistake, right? Even if it's a terrible mistake and you shouldn't have made it there's going to be a point when you start to realize that it, it just doesn't help to hate yourself for a mistake that you made it just it, it doesn't and it's it's so hard i know that there are some mistakes that you feel like you made that cannot be forgiven but there are stories of families in court who's the father of the family for example have been murdered and in court they forgive the killer because forgiveness is always a better path to take, even if it's a harder path to take at the end of the day. That's a very extreme example. But the point is that the person who murdered them, for example, like hated themselves for doing it, but they have the forgiveness of these people. They can learn to forgive themselves. So it's like even in really extreme situations where you feel like your mistake is the worst thing that can possibly happen. If you hold on to the guilt and the shame of making the mistake, you will never let it go. And guilt and shame make your anxiety and make the rumination of overthinking things so much worse. So things that you have control over, you have to forgive yourself. You you really do for whatever. Yeah. They will break you things that you don't have control over. My thing is you have to forgive the situation for happening. That's kind of how I look at it. Like if you guys kind of touched on it, everything happens for a reason. This happened and you, you, you had no control over it and there's no point stressing about it. Obviously, that's really tough to do with certain situations, but you have to, there's a point of forgiveness where, you know, your your own pain is so hard to deal with. You're ready to make a change, even if it's scary to make a change to move on from a situation that you, yeah. you don't want to let go, especially those that you don't have control over. So it's like learning to forgive this situation for happening and like, oh my gosh, this this person that was close to me died and... I'm going to remember them, but I have to forgive that the situation is still, it, it happened. There's nothing I can do about it. And there's nothing that I did to contribute to it. And that's easier said than done. And so it's, it's a very general piece of advice, of course, and there's no right way to tackle this. But there was one thing that on this podcast that I listened to that I kind of wanted to bring up very briefly, and then I'll let you guys ask your questions. I listened to this podcast called The Happiness Lab. And it's by this awesome lady, Dr. Lori Santos. She teaches, I think it's Yale. It's called like The Science of Being Happy. And she has a podcast where she goes through certain situations, kind of like how we do now a little bit, still different. She brings on like neuroscientists and people like that who talk about like, <laughs> I don't know. Please, I don't know if they I'm drink. Completely joking. No, no, no. I, I, he, GT, for those of you listening, he, he pull up his drink. But no, but they, they had an episode where they talked about rituals. There's this guy who had lost his mom. And I think, I don't remember what country they lived in, but she always used to make them this like special type of like juice or something. And she would hand squeeze the, ju- the strawberries and he would always do it with his mom. And it was a really special moment that they had all the time. And then uh, when he was younger, um, I think they like picked it from a tree or something like that. And then they, uh, he moved to the U.S. and they stopped doing it. After his mom passed away, he found that he could find that fruit in the store near him. So he started doing it and reenacting that ritual that he used to do with his mom. And he found closure because he was bringing her, but he was processing the good things that were happening in in that situation. So it was a really interesting episode. It's called The Power of Made-Up Rituals. I know I'm promoting another podcast, but if if this is something that people struggle with, like, listen, listen, no, but for real, this, this, this was, this was cool for me. (laughs) They are, but this is cool for me because the whole letter thing that I talked about, that's a ritual that I started taking when I go through difficult things that I, that I like to start doing. And I can say something consistent like that has been very helpful for me because it's a very tangible thing. I can wrap my head around when the whole world seems to fall apart. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. It was, it was really <clears throat> cool. And I highly recommend that podcast. Anyways, I feel like I've been talking tons of podcasts. Yeah. Does, 
Anybody have questions? Tanner, GT, yes. what questions? Yes, I, I, I'll, I'll take over. I've been able to talk. Yeah. yeah, you might be the host, but you don't run this. Little do you know, GT. I have the power. Teams. I have the power of cutting you guys oh, and making. I'll just talk to myself for forty-five minutes, and I'll just yeah, put audio over fun, you guys. Dude. They want the real us. They want. They, the want they want the trio. Here's my question for you guys to kind of talk about. We've been talking about moving on and all that, but then on the flip side, there's the side of you holding on to something and something to fight for. Right. So here's my question. How do you find a balance of not moving on from every challenge that appears? So not giving up as soon as an obstacle is presented. So how do you not do that? But then also, how do you know when to leave a situation? Find a balance of is this battle worth fighting for? Is it worth the continuation? It's a hard balance, oh but God. I want to know. I want to know what you guys think about that one, because I thought it was a, a good question. That's a different way of putting my question. I'm sure you guys saw on the Google Docs. It's my last question. You motherfucker. <laughs> oh, man. Connor, would you like to go first? Or would you like to go? <laughs> That's GT's way of saying, I don't have shit right now, Connor. So I, mean, no, I, I got a lot. So it's either you can go now or you got to wait. Well, like I said, I've been, I feel, I've been talking a lot. So GT, why don't you go, man? For me personally, going off of fi- something worth fighting for. Connor... My condolences, God bless you. I keep you in my prayers, and I keep Tan in my prayers. I keep all those in my prayers because it's real. Everyone says, oh, I do this and that, and it they don't take nothing to it, but I think it's something to really take serious because it's someone else's life and someone who affected them personally. Something worth fighting for, and I can feel your pain because I lost my grandma. About 2011, 2012, and she was my dad's mom. My dad's adopted. We do not know. I appreciate it. Rest in peace, Grandma Tina. Mm -hmm. So my dad's adopted, right? Mm -hmm. And she worked three jobs. She was in an abusive relationship with a man who drank and smoked all the time. He used all the money and everything for that. And would be my grandma up. And my dad had to become a man early on and had to become strong about it and defend both my grandma and my aunt, who my aunt's also adopted. We don't know biological parents for either my aunt or my dad. I don't know if we ever will. But it, honestly, that's something not worth fighting for because my dad's become so strong for that. But me personally, knowing that my grandma worked three jobs woke up she was at work at 5 6 a.m in the morning and worked all the way up to about midnight one two o'clock and then she did that she did that every day to pay for my dad and my aunt to make sure they had a house over and to feed them food and do whatever she could and i think sometimes she's like my guardian angel because she was the sweetest lady she did everything she always was giving back to her grandchildren, her kids, always doing that. And I looked at her as one of my guardian angels because she was so strong and was so selfless. Did not care about herself, did so much for other people to where never took time for herself. And she just moved on. And she was so good at moving on. She went through a divorce, moved on, worked hard, didn't even think twice about it. And me personally, that's something worth fighting for because knowing how strong she is and knowing how strong my dad is, my dad going from dirt poor, I mean, dirt poor. My dad had to go crabbing and catch fish and everything. To If he wanted to eat, he had to go catch it. He had to cook it. He had to everything. He had to work. When he was 15, he didn't have an option. Like, And I've been very blessed. My dad had to go work. When he was 15, oh, no, he had to go to work. Because he had to provide and help out. So my dad and my grandma, Tina, and my mom, my mom works a butt off. I'm not about to just knock her off. My mom's a very successful lady, right? But it's a different situation. And to see just how strong they were and for my dad to, and grandma to be that strong, that's, my dad is my direct bloodline. My grandma might not be my direct bloodline, but that's some, like, that's my grandma. I grew up like, that's my grandma. 
if I can be half of what they were, then I think a lot of people would be surprised. So, just do you want me to repeat strong. the question, JT? Yeah, go ahead, Tanner. That was, okay, that was what? a beautiful story, Tanner. What the? Yeah, what Tanner's the... knocking me off. Tanner is not See, listening. No, no, Tanner, listen to this. This is how it always is, because Tanner gets all, you didn't even answer my... Uh, you didn't answer my I fucking you... question. I, I mean, that's a great story by your grandma, but here's the fucking but question. I was getting there. I was Bro, yeah, I, oh my god, you're making me look like a dick for cutting off about your story by your grandma, but, I mean, my question was, how do you Rest know... In peace, grandma Tina, family. Grandma Tina. Thanks, Tanner. I'm so sorry, Thanks. but no, your, no, your grandson here... In this, in this Alexi is different. Okay, to answer your question here, I'm going to be short and simple because no one likes my stories. So No, it's Tanner. I loved it. Something <laughs> if it's worth dicks. fighting on that helps you with your career and builds you up. If it's corporate to help out with your family or to help out others and to contribute to your self-growth and being better about yourself, that's something worth fighting for. But if it's someone being petty over some stupid shit over like a, a sandwich or a lunch, let that shit go. Like, the hell? Fuck a sandwich? Like, you can go buy a loaf of bread, peanut butter and jelly, or ham, cheese. <laughs> you can do whatever. Get some tuna. What the fuck is this guy on tonight? The bourbon is getting to GT tonight. No, no, I know what you mean, GT. I know what you're talking about. So, if it's, if it's little petty things, let that shit go. If it's something that doesn't contribute... Here, basically, if it's something that builds to your life... Your growth as yeah. a person, your career, job, whatever it may be, then that's something yeah. worth hold on to. If it's not, let that shit go. That shit don't affect you. Guess what? You think it affects you, but you're letting yourself affect you. Connor, your turn. Fuck my story. Connor, what's up? Connor, go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm gonna drink ginger ale from here on out. So, <laughs> I do you want me to repeat the it. question, Connor? No, I know what the question is, and it's it's an unfortunate question. I'm glad I'm you, not... you, Connor. Oh. I'm glad you know what the question is. <laughs> See, I mean, it's funny. You had an actual answer. I, I still struggle with this, honestly, to be like, I, I, I like the, <laughs> I like, I like the whole, the approach of like, there are some things that are big enough to fight for. And there are some things that are not big enough to fight for. And you have to know yourself to where it's, you know, it's worth fighting for it or it's not worth fighting for it. And I kind of like, if it contributes to your self growth, you should fight for it. And if not, you shouldn't always fight for it. It's just like, it's not always easy to recognize that. And I will say for me, I'm not the best person to ask for this because I hold on to stupid stuff all the time. Like if somebody speaks ill to me in a grocery store because I accidentally bumped into them, I swear I will think about that for like 24 (laughs) hours. I I swear to God. And I didn't do anything wrong. Let that shit go, baby. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So I've gotten better at just being like, Making it simpler if it doesn't matter. If if it's like something simple, don't overthink it, I guess would be my thing. Like like try as best as you can, just think about it as in simple terms as possible. And that way, at least for those who are overthinkers like me, it will make it easier to not get it twisted in your head. That's the way I think about it. So if it's obviously a big thing, like my I'll tell y'all, my company asked me to go to Virginia, one that I'm working remotely for, they wanted me to go help them. But I was like, okay, I'll go there for two weeks. They weren't going to pay for a rental car. They weren't going to pay for a flight or a hotel. And they wanted me to just go there by myself for two weeks. And so I was like, Mm-mm. for a while, I, for like the first like couple of days, I, I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, what, why would I do that? Wait, yo, this is, this, I'm going to lose hundreds of dollars doing this and they're not doing anything for me. Like, why would I do that? So I made the decision that unless they covered all of that and guaranteed me some job security so that I had the job for a while longer, I was basically like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I swear I was so stressed out about it because I thought that I, you know, I felt good about the decision because I shouldn't sacrifice my self-worth. You know, that's not okay. But I was stressed about it because what are they going to say? But the piece that I came to with it is that I'm still going to be here at the end of the day, regardless of what happens, like whatever decision 
that doesn't affect me in such a grand way that it's going to affect my whole character, I can move past it. And so I did, and the, they they bucked up, and it looks like they're going to pay for everything now. So there you go. See, Bam. there's no point stressing about it. Um, no so point. that would be my thing, even though I'm not great at this kind of thing. Tanner, I feel like you might be good at this. Do you have any advice for Sure and simple. Everybody? Good job, Connor. Thank you. I still uh, love the story, though. No, I... Grandma. Wait, what was her name again? Grandma. Oh, See, I'm and I even listened too. to the conversation. You know, I even remember her name and everything. Moving on to what I was going to say, just to talk about the the last episode, Know Your Worth. And you, you said it right at the end. Uh, uh, if you weren't going to say I was going to, it's it's something that if it's causing you more harm, um, then why are you in that situation or why are you even fantasizing about something like that? Easier said than done. But if it's causing you more harm than good, obviously learn to let go of that situation. But if it's something that is with your principles, your morals, something that you think is worth fighting for, or something that you think, let's say in the future, something that you think you can't live without, or something that you think is so important to you, then it is worth fighting for. So kind of picking and choosing your battles and realizing it's like a pros and cons list. It's different person to person, obviously, because like we said in the last episode, what you value or what is important to you may not be the same for me, but it's just an individual picking and choosing what they think is worth fighting or not fighting for based on good versus bad, I guess. I'm going to hand over the questions to you and we're probably going to ask like maybe two questions and then wrap it up there, but go ahead and get us going. Oh, hell, I don't even think if I have any questions. We kind of went over a lot of everything, really, of my questions. So it's not really a whole lot I can bring to it. Okay. Well, I have one more last question, then, and then we'll wrap it up. Let's do it. How, how do you think from when you turned 20 to when you will turn 29 and are going to enter your 30s? So between... The beginning of your 20s to the end of your 20s, how do you think you will change your method of moving on? What do you think future Connor, future GT will do better or hope that you will do better in order to move on from situations that will arise in, what, five, six, seven years, depending on whenever you're about to turn 30? Connor, you can go. I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like when I let you guys think like this. It's That's a good one. I would say... The way, and I've already started kind of doing this, but I'm trying to think about decisions that I make and things that I need to move on from and things I need to hold on to and not hold on to. How does that affect future Connor? And how does that affect where I'm going to go at the end of the day? And I'm glad you said 29 because that's me in five years, right? Like yeah. I'm like thinking about like where where oh, i'm gonna be damn. in five years and it you brought up this whole like things that you stress out about at your job or things that you stress out about at a, a family gathering or things you stress out about in your relationship and then you think about it five years later and it's like how much of it actually mattered at the end of the day doesn't change the fact that you're still going to run into it but it helps to just let it go and it also helps to think about if you're in situations that are hurting you presently you're not only hurting your present self, but you're hurting future you's potential and where you're going to go in life. And it's not just 29-year-old future you. It's 34, 39, 40, 50, 60. Like you're impacting a, a trajectory that you do have control over to some degree, obviously. And I, I think that's how I've started to already look at it. And I want to start looking at my life kind of like that moving forward. You know, where am I going to be in five years? these decisions, how are they going to affect me by then? Where am I going to be as a result of these decisions? And then if I'm in a situation that's not great, how can I, you know, remedy the situation to where it doesn't affect me? Or if it does affect me, then what can I learn from it? So when I look back on it in five years, what did I learn from it? So yeah, cool. GT. I totally agree with that. I used to care about every little thing, but to keep this nice and short and sweet, the things that don't help to your personal growth and what truly matter to you, let that go because you want to do things that are going to help you with your growth mm -hmm. and what you hold tight because you want to be the older you and thank your earlier self for the things you did now 
And yeah. when you turn 20 to win, not even 29 or 30, 50, 60, you can look back, thank yourself for doing what you did so long ago to where you might not have to do something at that point because you made that sacrifice investment. You might've made this decision that saves you from a whole lot, but that's really all I have on it. Otherwise, Connor, I totally agree. Just if it doesn't add to your worth or something that's near and dear to you, why worry about it? Life is too precious and too short to worry about something that's not going to add value to your life, to your career, to your beliefs, whatever it may be. Let that shit go. And I've, I've done it for years. And that's how I personally will be for a while. If it doesn't add value or doesn't help me grow and stuff like that, like in the nicest way, screw it. Honestly, hell, we're all in our 20s. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Tanner. Mr. GT, I would say pretty much what the two of you touched on or was the big thing I was kind of looking for. And then on top of that, realizing that things that you value now might be different five years from now, whether that's in five years you started a family and now your kids or your wife or husband is your new, you know, let's say biggest priority. So realizing that your values will change or the things that you have as the most important things in your life currently will evolve over the years. It's something to keep in mind, but taking the mindset that we said about if it's not going to matter in a few years, scrap it, trying to find positives and strength through any hardship and trying to suppress the negatives, no matter how daunting they are and trying to remain, you know, as happy as you can, or try to be as positive as you can in times of of sadness. So I think everything that we said kind of worked into all of our answers can be used for that last question Absolutely. I just asked. John, I think we're going to stop it here. A lot of great content, I think. I think this episode is probably the most open we've been about, you know, talking about dark times. And I really think that in the future, we should dive into our personal experiences about, you know, our dark times and how we move through that kind of stuff. But everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Let's Talk 20s, episode 14. Moving on. Signing off, boys. Peace. We love you guys. Great episode. Contact us if you need help with anything we're going through, anything. Please, we'll post resources for y'all. I promise. I promise it will be better. Yep. From people who have been there. Yep. We love y'all. It's going to be better. Love you, boys. It's going to be better. Love you guys. See ya.